0: All right, this is Winston Wilson with the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides charity. This is part two of our conversation. Earlier on, for those of you who have been following our podcast, I just kind of introduced a little bit about where we come from and our family and what our goal is as part of our organizations. In this conversation, I've invited um, one of our colleagues and my brother David Wilson to be part of the conversation. And David, <laughs> great to have you part of the group and part of the talk here today. Yeah, thanks, uh, you know,
1: me um, or whatever. Yeah, you know, if we want to follow the invites.
0: And so, for those of you who are out there, we are, um, you can hear us on, um, on uh, Facebook Live conversation, but also this. Podbeam will go out to iTunes and to Spotify and to uh, Google Podcasts. So you'll hear all of that. So David, what I shared earlier with everyone, and it was early in the AM today, and it was just a kind of a thoughtful conversation about where we came from and kind of what has led us to where we are today. So I shared a little bit about our family, that our family it came from Jamaica, and our family has sort of dispersed all throughout the world. Where there's a decent contingent in New York, but we're also in other places, including Atlanta, Florida, Toronto, etc. And what we shared, and what we talked about, and um, and for those who are listening, on you know, please send us any thoughts or messages that you might have on this, is that we talked about kind of where we are and we came here for a purpose. And I think even when our family came here, their purpose was just to have a better life for all of us. And you and I have talked about how we need to take that take that, and put that on and make that grow to another level. So, So great to have you. Please weigh in on your thoughts about our family origins.
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, you, you you said a lot of it, you know. Um, when 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 I think back to, you know, when we were young and we actually had to, we, we actually got to spend some time with grandpa and grandma, and the family unit was a lot stronger, you know, for maybe because. Our parents were younger and, you know, they just had a closer connections to their siblings and the geographical constraints that it, it exist now didn't exist. Um, you know, we were able to really see that strong, strong family unit, um, you know, whether if you had whether we had a auntie that lived in London, or if we had an auntie that was in Toronto, we knew that we were going to see them pretty soon. Right? Um, it was it was interesting because there there was no uh, Facebook Live and you know no, no FaceTime you know no, none of the advantages that we have today that would allow for you to be able to know who your aunts and uncles are. Um, That's right. But uh, but but you know um one of the things that I guess really always stood out and and I, and I think it still stands out is just um. That whole Iota of you know you have to be looking to do something better, right? And you know I I don't even think that it was so much that we would ever hear that in the words expressed by you know mother, father, uncle, aunt, you know friend, good good friend of the family that you thought was your uncle and aunt until you got to be like about twenty years old um, and, and started to say like okay how. Are you're
0: right. We had, a, we had a, I think what they call them, play cousins. We had lots of people that we knew were part of our family, but, you know, and, and I consider them part of our family. Well, we didn't know what, what their real biological connections were to us until later. Yeah, I, 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 You know, I think that, you know, everybody
1: that I would ever meet would always call mommy on match. Isn't that something? <laughs> wow well, how was how my mother Yeah, on that know would I believe <laughs> but she was on to everybody so um you know and and you know that's that's also one of those lessons learned one, one of those things that I even try and pass down to my kid right so that she understands how important some people that are outside of the nuclear family um really are to the entire family as you know. And the interesting thing is my like all family isn't really chosen, right? And, and even those that aren't blood related some of them, they ain't even chosen. You know, God put them in your life for a reason and, you know, makes that connection so strong so that, you know, you guys can help
0: each other achieve whatever you want to achieve in life. You know? Yeah, and I, I tell you, that is one of the reasons that we have uh, we've created these groups is that we know that the strong bond that we've experienced in our life is something that we want to connect or give to other people. There, there is no doubt about it. You know, I, I kind of, when we were thinking about this, when we were talking about having this conversation with people, for some reason in my mind, I think the world has kind of led us to like, this is something we want to share. There's so much potential divisiveness in the world that exists now and there's so much potential angst about things and i just took a moment to reflect on the beauty of our family and i'm sure lots of people out there who are listening to us have got a similar thing they've got a family that they you know regardless of what's happened and how it's worked a family that they just really appreciate and i said you know we created these companies not only for the benefits that come with being an entrepreneur or being a creative but we also created them to serve and to help other people it's just that clear and that is just that clean um, and so our purpose for those who are listening is just really that when you have an organization the purpose and the culture has got to be so clear and it's really to have an unbridled integrity about everything that we do to make every single one of you, whether you're interacting with us on a digital platform, to make you be part of that family for us to kind of replicate that family you know amongst these organizations you know. so,
1: <coughs> yeah and, and, and I would say like that the part part of the real core reason why you know we, we've kind of come together and we created. you know, we've we, we thought hours upon hours about things that are near and dear to our hearts um, and realizing that service beyond all is what is really important to us, right? Helping the underserved, helping people that are reaching towards certain goals, um that maybe they feel they can achieve or maybe they don't know they can achieve and maybe they think that you know something that they want to do is just a dream and it's something that's so far beyond what they could ever do but um you know you kind of feel like no if, if that's something that you really want to do that's a passion that you have in your life um that's something that you should go for um and when we when we look at you know uh what we do at Rising Tides Charity, you know, that's that's one festival. You know, what what we do with, you know, uh, our consulting edge, you know, that's that's another one. We want to help these small businesses be able to achieve exactly what they want, get all that they want out of life. Um, but when we look at where did it come from, I think that a lot of it just came from once again family, how we were brought up. Um, our father is a large man you know, whatever that means in service. We've always known that um, his life outside of work was going to be, you know, was being translated into doing something that was bigger and greater, um, not just for him, but, you know, for his community, and, you know, his country, you know, at a greater part, you know, our mother, she's she spent you know, years and years of service, you know, at, at her church and, you know, being a steward for the Lord um, and, you know, us coming up, we've always found those opportunities to, you know, contribute to the greater good. You know, I, I, I remember being a Cub Scout, a Boy Scout, and then really realizing what those things meant, what those things really ingrained inside of me. Right? So when you, when you think back to when I was young, and I don't know if they still do this in the Boy Scouts Cub Scouts, um, but it was kind of like you were supposed to do one good deed for the day. You know, <laughs> if it was helping the old lady cross the street, which I don't think I ever really did. <laughs> um, uh, that was a good deed for me, But that was uh, the thing that I say, like, okay, you need to be thinking about how can you help others. Um, and you know i think that it's been a driver in in, in our lives um in, in a lot of things that we've we've done
0: yeah it, it really has uh, it, it's almost become to a point when something becomes such an, an innate part of your soul is like you don't even really know you're doing it sometimes you don't even really know you know it's just a, it's almost like a spiritual kind of principle That exists and and you mentioned the Cub Scouts and you know, but you've done that beyond that. You've done that in multiple paths and venues. And um, and I think our family has just been put here to just kind of share that. I know you share that with your daughter, I've shared it with my son. That is not about us, it's about other people and how you can help them get to where they need to be. And, and you mentioned rising tides. And for those of you, it's the first time you ever heard about rising tides charity, which is the power arm of the creativity cocktail. It's an organization we created because we know that creativity will help us when we're going through stuff. We know that when we've got a moment or about of challenge, anxiety in our lives, that one of the ways that can help us to kind of get through that is digging through and understanding a creative avenue to do it. So this podcast and these conversations are part of that. Um, It's just part of how we have put this organization together. We know that you're sitting somewhere and, and you say you were doing something years ago and someone told you, well, you can't do that anymore because it doesn't make any money or it's not that effective or this is where you should be. But you know it's within your soul to do it. And then you encounter what all of us encounter, some moment of of, um, of challenge. And you say, "How can? I, what can help me? And we know that speaking to someone, speaking to a therapist and getting into a support group can help you. All of those things can help you. But we believe in our soul that being creative is another way. Um, going into that box of what you did 10 years ago or five years ago is another way to help you. Uh, go through that yeah and and, and the interesting thing is that you know we we knew
1: that from you know before we started doing the research right before we started looking at saying like you know what 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 kind of things uh do the psychologists say you know can help people do you know relax themselves and calm themselves you know this this is something that we probably started before we even started to look into that but the interesting thing is is that as time going, you know, we we were continuously doing work with you know, uh, with rising tides. You know, the information was coming to us. Yeah. You know, you you turn on the TV, and then you're talking about, well, you know, um, at, at this you know particular you know hospital, they're trying to start art programs in order to you know relax people that have you know mental issues or going through mental anguish, and it's it's something that has helped me. I think it's helped my brother. It's helped, you know, many people that I know that do arts and um, uh, ways to relax and be able to deal with life. Um, you know, I, I've started a new endeavor of uh, becoming an educator for, you know, high school children. And it's been interesting being in the classroom. and saying that some kids that are withdrawn, um, they don't really want to participate in uh, learning initiatives. She prefer her to sit down and draw, right? And why, why, why would they want to do that? Why would they sit there and you know just partake in you know creating a beautiful piece of artwork on a sheet of paper that no one else is ever gonna see besides them? Uh, because it's relaxing and it it allows for their soul to feel at peace, to feel at one. Um. And, you know, we feel that a lot of times as folks get older, they completely lose that connection. And, you know, through Rising Ties, we hope to be able to give
0: those opportunities for folks to be able to do it. Yeah, I, I, you know, recently, and I don't know, it's because of how time has progressed, but i personally felt like you know, the challenges that I had as I've been growing up and I've gotten to this point in life, they've prepared you and I to be able to give back to others. And my level of connection to what has hurt in the past is deeper. So all of what you said is 100% accurate. And I think the tipping point for us was when we started to see this hit close to home with family members and people who we had a family member who committed suicide. We've had some uh, family members who have, um, and friends who have done the same and who have hurt themselves. And I tell you, for those of you who are listening to us today, it was, it was like at the end, we were like, we've come together. We've learned so much. We've worked on other boards of other organizations. And now here is a moment, here is the time where we got to do something. We just can't let this happened without taking a step to help another group of people. You know, I had a reading of a play that I did probably back in 2016 and I had a young man come to me at the end of the play. He was probably 16 years old. He's probably like six foot two. He's like, you know, you ever seen those kids that are like their baby face, but they still like super large. <laughs> and so he came and he was looking down at me and he was like, sir, i um, I really appreciate this story because I, I feel that my creativity has been bottled up. Like I can't be who I am. I can't be because the world's telling me I can't. <clears throat> and, and, it, and, it, and I said to myself, that was not necessarily the goal of the story that he had witnessed, but it's such a beautiful outcome that that young man felt that way, and yes, and that to me was, I was like, we've we've created something here that we've got to continue on, and so, and so when you think about that and you think about the forty podcasts that we've done so far, and in those forty podcasts there have been people from all over the world. And, talking about how they've used creativity as a guidepost when they're going through stuff and we've had people we've had people listen to us as well this there are conversations from brazil and from the netherlands and from india and from the uk and i'm not trying to say that we've got some movement that we've done this is something that people in the world knows is an inherent thing that we should be doing at this point you know we you know every single one of us has this ability to do it and and the the last thing i'll say on this is that there's been so much that has been said that we should separate creativity from other disciplines so like science is a totally different thing from creativity or being an engineer is a totally different thing from creativity and in my mind it's not it's just not Uh, Engineers and architects are creating stuff, (laughs) they got to create things to make (laughs) things work. You know, scientists are trying to solve problems and problems in the universe or within biology or whatever the discipline is, and they've got to be creative to do that. They're not separate things, Um, and and they're all 100% connected to each other. There is no doubt about that.
1: I would completely uh, completely
0: agree with that. So let's just real quick share that we've got other organizations that we are uh, that we have as well. Um, we have an organization called Imperator Entertainment and the word imperator is uh, is is a word that you know connotes royalty and that kind of thing. Um, and and a real leadership in regards to on what we're doing. Entertainment is, from from what this organization's goal is, our goal is to really help talent to find their voice. And we do that in a couple of ways within Imperator Entertainment. We help to put together amazing videos, theater shows. We are um, doing talent management. You've got different people that are going to be in our roster as far as helping them to find themselves, whether they're actors or broadcasters or other talent and and we're very excited about that uh we we believe that that's kind of a real connection of all of the other things that we're doing so that's imperator um i i helped to lead that organization and dave you helped to lead our consulting firm that really talks about helping small businesses why don't you share with the audience a couple of thoughts on that
1: So, so WD Consulting, uh, we pretty much founded WD Consulting with with a thought that, um, or not even a thought, with the understanding that you know a lot of small businesses and medium sized businesses they exist um, for the good of the community, not just the entrepreneur, right? Because that's that sector is the largest employer in the nation. However. A lot of entrepreneurs they go in with a passion to, you know, open up a shop, to create uh, a restaurant, to, you know, sell flowers, right? Um, because they're great at curating flowers. You know, they're great at cutting hair. Um, they're great at, you know, these different tasks. However, they don't necessarily.
0: So I think we might have lost David for a second there. This is a cool and a fun thing about video. Um, David, you're not there, or you'd be talking still. Or you may still be talking, and we just can't get you. Um, but when you think about WD Consulting, everything David shared is 100% accurate. Um, everything you shared is 100% accurate. And when you think about what we've done in our lives and where we've come from, we both have at least twenty-five years of experience in helping businesses. I can't tell you the amount of the amount of uh, amount of businesses that we've been able to help, um, and I can't tell you how many business plans that I've written for somebody. And just because, um, and that has been great. Dave, let me know if you ever get back with us. Um, Are you back?
1: Yeah, I I was never gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we the audio cut out for a few minutes. Uh, Had nothing to do with you. It's just technology's fun with technology. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, So you were sharing a little bit, and I continued on. You were sharing a little bit about how our vision is to help small businesses really find where they need to be. And it goes back to the whole story about finding your voice, so whether you're a person, like we're helping someone creative in Rise Tides charity, whether you're an entertainment person and you're trying to find your voice, or in this case, with WD Consulting, a small business trying to find your voice. It's all thematically connected to the same thing. So yeah, I might have missed some of the comments that you shared after that, after we lost you. But did you have anything to add to the, those thoughts?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so I think where where you lost me was uh, when when I was really getting into the crux of the idea that you know these small business owners they have special talents, right? Um, their passion is to you know create something, uh, but they don't necessarily have the business prowess. Um, and what, what what we want to do is to be able to fill in the gap and be able to provide solutions and be able to um, assist them in being able to achieve a, a business that's not just open and running for their passion, but something that's profitable, something that's able to stay open longer than three years, five years, which is you know really the 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 benchmark to success in a small business that. You know, I think that the numbers are somewhere around 95% of small businesses don't make it to that five-year mark. Um, so, so yeah, uh, both, both uh, me and Winston, we've spent a lifetime of uh, work already. You know, if you put our work experience together um, of helping large corporations achieve their goals and initiatives, um, we both have MBAs. Uh, From prestigious universities, uh, and we both have business minds, and we've also created, you know, numerous companies. Whether if they, you know, gone from, you know, the the, the beginning to major successes, or if they, you know, were failures. um, One thing that you do learn from having a failing enterprise is what not to do the next time. That's Um, right. Any entrepreneur that's out there that has never had a failure. Uh, kudos to you um hopefully you know that's like a Michael Bloomberg and you're a billionaire <laughs>
0: and, and so yeah. connect with us anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> we use, um, but but yeah so um fa- failing is definitely a part of jo- uh, a part of um, business we know this um and what we want to do is to try and navigate and help these businesses not fail. Right?
0: Yeah, that is is awesome. So uh, like we shared thematically, we are all about helping people at different parts of our world find their voice. Um, David, in our first conversation where I I talked a little bit about some of the tools that I personally use to help me try to balance all of these things, I talked about some apps and tools that I use to kind of keep my capacity aligned um, and making sure that we can get all these things done when you think about yourself and you think about all the things that you're juggling you're a, a dad you're a you know you're you know you you're an educator you're a business owner how are some of the ways that you kind of balance those things do you use anything specifically or do you just uh, or do you have a process around that yeah i, I, I would say um i'm
1: probably more of just the um let me look at my schedule. Let me make sure that I have things scheduled and for the right time. Utilize that cell phone. You know the basic parts of the cell phone to so their utmost ability. So whether if I'm deciding that I'm going to set up a reminder task list of things to do for organization, using the basics of of the iPhone to say like, okay, we, I, I can use the reminder section in here so that I'm not finding a new app or I'm finding something different, you know, if I'm scheduling something can I schedule it straight through through this phone I know it makes me kind of connected to the phone a little bit more than or or, or reliant on, you know, the basic premises, the the basic tools within the phone, but I do know that if something happened to it and I needed to replace it those things are going to actually be in the iCloud easily, you know easy for me to recover Um, a lot of times nowadays if I'm at, at, at an event and I need to start taking notes rather than me pulling out, you know, a notepad or, you know, um, and, and, and the pen, I just go into my notes section and I just the tag down whatever notes. I, I give it a heading and I know that I'm going to be able to come back to this. I'm going to be able to refer to it later on. And, you know, I just find that the functionality, the basic functionality that exists within the phone has become something that I can rely on and it helps me out a lot you know whether even if it's scanning documents right I, I can go into the notes section of the iPhone scan the document have the document there send it out to somebody PDF via email etc etc so to me it was kind of just learning some of the basic
2: tools of the phone and saying like let me use this to put a little organization in my life That's one awesome. thing one thing that's different than me and from my brother is that he loves to like find these new apps and he'll
1: pay like $4 for an app. And I'm like, always well, like, I won't pay any money for an app. <laughs> won't get too
0: much. <laughs> well, I did mention a couple on the conversation earlier about that I use that have really been powerful for me. One is to do lists. Um, and it just takes everything that's in my mind and just put it in the right spot. Um, I. For years I've done so many different things. I can go back 20 years and tell you the tools that I use from like Stephen Covey and those kind of things that have just been part of my overall personal development. I recently had a chance to go and talk to some MBA students at the university that I'm an alumni from and just talk to them about some of the ways that they can be productive. And the first principles I shared with them was really capturing everything that's in their mind that they've got to work on. Um, And and in the first part of the conversation today, I talked about that as well, is that every single one of us that's listening, there's an idea that's rummaging through your head right now. There's something you just thought about. And sometimes it's a task, or sometimes it's just, you know, you're just engaged in whatever you're doing. But when there's something that comes up, an idea that comes up, every single person needs a mechanism to capture that. And there's no one true answer, like, Dave, like what you're sharing. There's no there's no one way to do that. There's no, like, oh, well, if you get this one tool, then all your problems are solved. But the one thing that is important is that every single one of us finds a way to capture it. You just you have to capture it somehow. You know, like My wife has a, a notebook where she just writes down every single thing that comes to her mind. That's not for me. Um, and um, you just shared some of the things that you use. But if you're a creative person out there, so if you're a creative person and you wanna be engaged in a nonprofit like Rising Ties or something else, you need a way to capture your thoughts. If you're a small business owner and you've got an idea or you've got some things that you need to get accomplished, you need a way to capture your thoughts. Um, if you're an entertainer and, or if you're an actor and you've got a scene that's coming up uh, or you've got a show that you've gotta do, And you know, you've got to dig into the the character. You've got to dig into the script. You've got to find a way to capture your thoughts. So it all connects to everything at the same time. It it really does. In our next I'd be remiss real quick if I didn't mention that we have so many people that are part of the Rise and charity organization that really helps us to do some great stuff. Um, Our board members are fantastic. Um, Cornelius Jefferson, Uh, Latoya Savage, uh, Natalie Belfield, Megan MC Coker, Keisha Johnson, and obviously David here. Um, They all really helped us to put together um, a great organization. We are in our March conversation on this very live, um, whether you're listening to us on Facebook or Podbeam or on iTunes or wherever it is, we're gonna have everybody join us on some level and talk a little bit about what they do. such a, it's been great day to have you here. I think this is a great way for us to kick off a fantastic year with people to let them know that we are here and we are here to help everybody find their their voice because we know when they create, when they find their voice, they're going to create a world that is better for all. Um, So with that being said, final thoughts from you, and then I'll wrap us up.
1: Oh, no. Um, I'm I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be grieving. Um, And, you know, (laughs) really to tell you the truth. Um, I'm happy that, you know, whoever's out there listening is listening. Um, I hope that you found uh, uh, something that we said to be rewarding, helpful, interesting, um, something that, you know, is going to make you want to tune in to the rest of our podcast that we have that are coming up.
0: That's great. Thanks again. All of you that are out there, please. When you think about your day, you think about your life and you need to, about what's the next step. Remember that creativity is an avenue. And when you create something, create something that you can feel passionate about. And in a lot of cases that it's really something that connects to your purpose and serves others. That's really what our lives are all about. How do we take what's in our soul? We are not the same things as other creatures that walk this earth. We all have a soul. And inside of that soul, One of the most powerful responsibilities we have is to create something of abundance for the rest of the planet. So think about that. Think about how you can do that. Think about who can you talk to in the next day or two that you can serve or help them to create a world that they want to be part of. And from everyone here at the Creativity Cocktail and Rise and Ties Charity, we thank you for joining us or thank you for listening to us wherever you are. Please subscribe to our uh, our channels. So we got channels everywhere, including all the social media platforms. And please give us feedback and give us your thoughts about how you can help or how you can be part of or things that we can do differently. Again, this is Winston Wilson, the uh, uh, the founder of Rising Tides Charity, uh, the uh, the leader of Imperator Entertainment, and I'm here with David Wilson, our leader of our WD Consultant Group. Thank you all. Take care, and we will talk to you very soon.